0: Gems. And welcome on into Hidden Gems episode two. We have a very special guest with us this week, and Enra, what's going on, my dude?
1: Not much, man. Uh, usually, I think I have a stream on these days, on Wednesdays, two to four. Um, it's kind of my way <laughs> of like, you know, chilling after working on some projects, but today kind of felt uh, like this would be a cool thing to do. So I'm doing yeah, this instead.
0: Hello, yeah, hello. I think it hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah man, welcome. Um <laughs> thank adi- you guys. Additionally, we have uh fish, as you may know from the one Worlds Clyde podcast, and Undead with us. What's up everyone?
2: Oh hello guys. <laughs> <laughs> undead Damn how's it that?
0: undead? <laughs> yeah, undead. How's that dinner, bro? What'd you end up getting?
2: <laughs> uh, chicken teriyaki from Subway with lettuce, tomato, spinach. Honey mustard, mayo, and some
3: other sauce.
0: Jesus. I'm not a big mayo guy, but that, that does sound like it slaps.
1: Sounds I'm like not a gonna, Frankenstein sandwich. I'm not going to hold you, but it is a little weird to get teriyaki from Subway. Subway's already sketched, but... <laughs> yeah, teriyaki, chicken, honey mustard, and mayo. Like, Jesus.
0: I mean, it sounds good to me, but...
1: I mean the uh, fact that it's from Subway makes me a little bit distrustful. Right. I really trust Subway. Just Literally sandwich. just the Subway.
2: <laughs> well we have two we have three sandwich places here. <laughs> one's overpriced. The other one's too far. And then there's Subway.
0: And then there's Subway. Just then Subway. <laughs> Subway.
2: Just there. Do you guys have
1: do you have Capriotti's over there?
2: Nope.
1: <laughs> have you heard of Capriottis?
2: No. Yeah.
1: It's pretty fire. But
0: is that is that a go I to? Uh, Right now,
1: for that, yeah. I mean, it's. I honestly just don't like Subway <laughs> and like oh. the the alternatives, like uh, Jimmy John's or whatever. There's not one that's like like oh. I see or near me. Yeah. Yeah,
2: we we have uh what is called tortas.
1: I've never it's heard like, of that.
2: It's like a Mexican sandwich, but they're like really good. Oh, okay. I
1: thought you were saying the place is called Tortoise. I was like, I've oh, never heard of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Tortas, yeah, yeah. The Mexican sandwiches. Those are good. Those are good.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, uh let's let's hop on into it. Um, so go ahead and give us a little bit of a background about yourself on um, as far as your education, you know, different projects you worked on, um and kind of what you're up to right now.
1: Gotcha. So I kind of started in high school. I've always done like a little bit of game design through, uh, like just free, uh, game like engines or just like, like game maker, stuff like that growing up. Uh, so I kind of already knew I wanted to do that, but I didn't really know what to start with. And I, before I had an idea on like all the software out there, I just pretty much started with Photoshop in high school. They offered some classes that were college credits. And so I figured it's something I would want to do. Um, but then, uh, I did some sports growing up, too, and I wanted to go to school for sports. I uh, wrestled in high school, but then, like, I kind of had, like, this uh, renaissance in high school after I started messing with Photoshop and having more free time. And uh, so I went to school for uh, game art and design uh, out here at the Art Institute. And uh, I I can't say it's, like, for everybody, and I don't think everybody needs to do that, but I'm the kind of person that, like, needs you to point him to a direction. So I kind of went with that first. And it—it actually, I think the most valuable thing was the people that you meet, the teachers that kind of like inspire you to uh, teach yourself. I think if I went right after high school and tried to do that, so what I'm saying might sound a little different than like what the popular narrative is that like college is worthless and stuff. I don't think it's worth what you're paying, but if you're someone who like values the time you spend there meeting people, um, I think it does do a lot for you. Um, But I kind of started my journey there, and then. Uh, after I had like a portfolio uh, real thing, I wanted to send you guys videos of that too, but it was kind of cool. We have a mall out here in Vegas, like uh, it's called a fashion show mall, so it's on the strip, and they pretty much like uh, they give you like all the specifics and everything, but you set up a booth and like depending on your program, you have like a portfolio thing you do, so I had a um, playable demo for a game. It was pretty rough because I'm not like a programmer that I went to like school for art. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty rough on programming, but I've literally spent the night before, too, on the phone with one of my friends who was going to college in Iowa, and he's, like, telling me, like, like we're both on Unity, and it's, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, and I have to be at the mall at 7 o'clock to do my reel, and I'm just like, all right, what, why is this breaking the game? Like, why is this? And we're just kind of figuring it out, and, uh, like, it kind of, even though I was disappointed at time because, like, it's, like, your first thing af- after college, and a lot of people stopped by my booth looked. I got some people like who took a business card and stuff but I didn't get a call back but the reality is it's it's like so difficult and near impossible after college you know especially since you haven't like specialized in anything yet and right, uh right. and you're just kind of giving or and not to mention my my demo besides the help from my uh friend from Iowa who kind of helped me like the week before that last day especially I didn't really have anybody that I collaborated with in that class because um, I kind of found it hard to like connect with a lot of people in college uh, in the game art program. I like connected with some people really well and some other people I didn't. And for this one class where we built our demo reel, it just happened that I didn't have anybody who like I really connected with. So I did my project alone because I felt like it would kind of like have been hard to deal with like some of the people that were a little bit more wishy washy. Um, maybe because I took that, cl- I started taking that class early on. Like uh, I think maybe like my, late second year or third year and so like it just ended up being this thing that kind of bit me but um i ended up putting something together that i was pretty proud of at the time i'm still proud of like what i did uh but now like it's you know it's i I look at all as a lesson and a stepping like to step forward
0: absolutely bro um I, i gotta throw it back here for a second you said you wrestled in high school what what weight class did you wrestle
1: I wrestled 38s and 45s.
0: Okay, hell yeah, so, bro. I had, I had a couple of buddies that were really good wrestlers. That's why I asked, but... <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. You're, you're from a state where that's a different level, though. Honestly, here in, in Vegas and Nevada, there's a pretty strong program, like, strong strong programs up north, like Reno, uh, like, the other cities, because there's really nothing much in Nevada. And then nice. uh, I just went to a school that, like, had taken state uh, twice, like, in 2010 and 11. So, like... The dynasty like had kind of started to like go down, but I still wanted to be in that program just because I grew up doing judo too, and I oh, saw wrestling awesome. as a yeah I saw wrestling as a way to try to get uh, into school. Um, and you know, like thanks to my coach, he kind of tried to plug me in a couple places, but it's really hard to get like anything really that makes all the sacrifice and still having to pay out of pocket to live somewhere else. You know, worth right. it.
0: Right. And, I, and like I
1: said, I just, like I said too, I just kind of had this like renaissance with art in my life again, because I've always drawn and liked to create art, but it it became this thing where late in high school, I, I kind of felt like this new freedom to express myself and, and kind of tell stories. And I fell in love with video games again, because that's around the time I started playing online. And I was like, dude, this is like what I want to do. Like, it's, you know, it's worth the the fun and the hard, hard stuff that comes with development. but
0: so yeah, you- I think
3: uh, I think with most people in development, you kind of just like you just like learn about it for fun and everything. And then like you realize you just you don't know what direction to go in. So like you kind of learn everything until you find like what you really love to to make and develop and everything. But I, I was kind of down that road, too, for a second because I went into Photoshop and then straight into I tried working with Unreal Engine. And oh, I was just yeah. like, I don't know anything <laughs> about anything oh. in this industry. <laughs> so, like, yeah. yeah. There's a Unlike really
1: you, I gave style. up I on it. So, but I'm. Um, <laughs> those are very different things, too. You're yeah. like basically saying, like, oh, I, I like design. And then you're like, oh, but let me design the whole level. Like, <laughs> right, I being, yeah. without like knowing, like, you know, what the
3: file types are. Or, like, all that yeah. Stuff. I, I knew absolutely nothing. I was just, <laughs> you know, just messing around with the program, seeing if I could do anything with them. Yeah. Sometimes you got to come
1: back to that stuff down the road after you've kind of gone through some, some of the other stuff.
0: So yeah, right. when you, when you so mentioned, have- you know, doing a lot of the stuff on your own, one of the first things that came to mind was, uh, have you played the relatively new ind- independent game, uh, Tunic? No, I haven't. Highly suggested, but that guy did a-, a lot of the game on his own and kind of outsourced for different things like music and marketing and whatnot. But, um, the the job he started was like kind of like all on his own to begin with, which is kind of crazy to think about.
3: Yeah, first first seven years he developed the game by himself, and then he started tacking on like some new help for
1: like the end of the game. Seven years is a long time, but it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy because like at any point, like someone could have been like, "What are you doing, man?" And like he could have felt pretty uh, down about it and quit on that. But it's like. We're just like used to like the fact that like these AAA companies and stuff are making a game in like a year and then have the second one already like on the way. And it's just like when you have the ability to scale like that, but you know but seven years is a long time on the project. Mm-hmm. That's that's I'm gonna have to check it out just for that reason.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's totally worth it. I mean the game is just absolutely phenomenal. I haven't beaten it but I've I've put a few hours into it and I just After, like, hearing that he basically made the game by himself, I was just absolutely flabbergasted with how good the game was.
2: uh, It's pretty crazy, though, how long indie devs will stick to a project. Because there's another game, too, called Death Trash, where it was a solo dev who also worked on it for, like, seven years until, like, last year or two years ago, I think, during COVID. And then he barely started getting staff for it. And then you have, like, AAA Studios, who, like, they panic if they have to spend, like, an extra year on their project. Yeah. Two, right. half a year. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, they're, like, they're like, no. It's just, like, especially when it's tied to, like, movie releases or, like, pro- other products or whatever. Just, it, yeah. it's And you end up always, like, almost always getting pretty crappy. Yeah, yeah
3: it's, it's not up to the developers it's the people higher up they are just trying to hit those quarters those, whatever like the Q4 sales and all that stuff and that's why oh, we yeah. get the products that we get nowadays for AAA they, games
2: they always want to release their games at like specific times but it's like it does not hurt them at all to wait a year. <laughs> right, it hurts it's the like shareholders. AAA studio. Yeah, it's always the people up top who want to rush things. Yeah. I
3: mean, I look at Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't feel so like, yeah,
0: yeah, they yeah, so it's kind of like, that a year, <laughs> it's still there trash. Are,
2: there are cases too, though, where like I think Anthem was a good example. I think they had like what eight years to make <laughs> that one. And it really dude. didn't amount to anything. <laughs> so
3: much potential, dude. I am so sad about that game.
2: It, it didn't even like last a year. That that died no, sometimes. bro. If
3: EA didn't absolutely shaft Bioware, that game would have been on par with Destiny 2. Now it is.
2: Yeah. It also affected uh, what's it called, Mass Effect andromeda's development too, because all the I, dude,
3: all their devs on anthem. <laughs> you're you're hurting my soul right now. You're talking about my favorite company. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and not only did you stab them, now you're twisting the knife.
3: Yeah, dude, I'm bleeding out over here. Bioware is literally my favorite game company of all time. Uh, Bioware <laughs>
2: made like the best games back then.
3: Oh, I do trust me, I know, and I'm just sad that there's nothing now. <laughs>
0: yeah hey um and enra though you said uh or you had mentioned that some of the teachers that you had i don't know if you're referencing college or high school were positive influences on you kind of pursuing this this industry um so would you kind of put that at the top of what kept you going this direction or what other things have you encountered that were positive influences on you
1: uh, honestly, that's an interesting question because I feel like the one, the person who I always kind of, like, taught during college, like, that I would want to go back and thank for a lot of that stuff was my first uh, teacher who taught me about design, like, just graphic design, just digital design, Photoshop. He taught, like, he taught me Photoshop Illustrator, um, all that stuff. And I think just because he was such a, like, cool, humble guy, but was just, like, crazy talented. And um, his name was Mr. Schmidt. So like, he ended up getting married to my English teacher too. So it was kind of cool. Like just seeing like these people connect and, uh, like being in both their classes, knowing they're like good people and, and, and like seeing this guy who like, he was teaching art. So that's how he made money, but he still loved doing design and passion, like projects for people. So like he would show us his commission work and everything and like just trying to figure stuff out. He never kind of like made you feel like there's a limit on what you can learn. Like, he would laugh if you're, like, trying to be overly ambitious, but he would try to help you to so the best, you know, worse. And then I had another teacher uh, in college, too. Um, her name was Lee Harmon. Um, we just called her uh, Miss Lee. So, she was super cool, too. Um, like, one of those teachers that's just, like, young, like, at heart, like, she would talk to us about invaders and just like, a bunch of other shit that people, like, relate to them on just like their own childhood and she would show us what she was doing too because she was trying to get like her masters or, or i can't even remember but she's like showing us how she's like building an aquar, or like an aquarium or like a sea life so like I, and it's just like i think those people just like more so just showing you that they're not jaded from like the whole thing because like with art anytime you do art like people have different visions on what they want, and especially yeah. with commission stuff, sometimes you get you get kind of burned, as uh, what I call it. You kind of get burned where people leave you hanging, or you put time into something to try to present something, and then you know, or like sometimes you right away people you know not not really wanting to like give you a shot on expressing what you think like is best. Like of course people have to come to consensus, and at the end of the day, the person paying you is right. But it's kind of cool when they trust you and like they end up you can tell that they're genuinely happy with what you end up giving them
3: yeah i think the biggest part uh for you know like professors and teachers one is to like have knowledge on the subject that they're teaching you and then the second part is having the passion to actually teach you no doubt if if there's no passion then you're not going to really inspire your students to you know make them want to learn what you've learned so it definitely like, sounds like uh, sure. the professors you had at least show, showed some sort of passion because uh, yeah. I, know, I know I didn't get that with most of the professors I had in college. <laughs>
2: I'd say my teachers are kind of the same way too. Like, uh, oh, a few. The, so the gaming, the whole game dev degree, in my city is very new. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. like, wow. one of the teachers we have is actually, like, a multi-role teacher who, like, makes board games, he has his own folklore band, he's a graphic Damn. designer, he's trying to get into game development. <laughs> so, they're, like, all multiple roles, and it's kind of crazy, though, because, like, game development itself, you kind of need the passion for it in order to get through it, and that's kind of how the industry relies on it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I agree with that.
0: So those were some of the uh, positive influences you had. Are there anything that like stands out that was like ultra negative that almost kind of held you back from pursuing this?
1: Hmm. Honestly, I think that's something that I could have encountered more um, like after, after college and high school, I think like up until that point I was pretty, uh, I'm I'm not sure what the word is, but I was pretty like idealistic of what, what it would kind of come down to, um, which is just like pushing as many buttons as you can, like trying to get everywhere where you can and um, kind of constantly like refining like, your abilities by whatever you want to do. Like I, I was told a lot of times like in college that like you they want somebody who's well-versed in this and well-versed in this, like knowledgeable and like all these different aspects. And while that's true, like, it's like it's at least one from what I've observed more people that I see get hired are specialists which are people that just pick one thing that they really like about it and that's what they focus on because like you get hired for that then you can like get you can learn to do other things uh within like the company or like a a project like you know you can always volunteer to do stuff and then people that are already doing that for the project can help you learn it but it's just like Being a generalist just ends up being good in the beginning, but uh, if you're, like, a generalist, you're never going to be, like, in, like, the top or, like, as good as some of these people at, like, sculpting, uh, which is, like, like, what I really like to do, like, just character design specifically. So, like, I still need to, like, kind of learn more of the texturing softwares and different stuff that's, like, offered out there. I pretty much just have used, like, a substance painter and, like, any derivative of that. Um, I've tried Quick, so I've tried a couple softwares that um, kind of all feel the same. But what I was saying is, that when you don't really have like something you're really good at within the industry you want to work in, the problem is you're put against people that are really good at that, you know, because that's what yeah, you're applying yeah. for. If you're applying to be a generalist, then the you know, then the generalist who has a specialty is going to win. <laughs> so you still right. want like you still want to be really good at something over everything else. I think I once you. Once you put time into it.
2: I was gonna say it's actually where it's going at for the project I'm at now because it started with a bunch of generalists but as we're progressing further we have to keep acquiring more specialists.
1: Yeah yeah it's like because you don't need a bunch of people that can like basic level build or model like a barrel or something like you need people who like can do one aspect of the game really good.
2: Yeah, like animations and rigging, which is what we had to acquire recently for.
1: Yeah, and that's like the hardest thing besides like sound, uh, like a good sound person. I feel like rigging and animation because no one honestly wants to do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no. like the, the animating part is fun. The rigging part is not. But even animating sometimes it's not. It's pretty counterintuitive, like based on what you're using.
0: So you yeah. do the majority of the modeling then for the projects you work on?
1: Yeah, so I've done it for like the uh, villains pretty much in the game so far. Um, So we've had like a couple different people do the characters, the crewmates, which are going to be like AI that you command in the game. Um, Yeah, that part hasn't been fleshed out as much. I think right now they've kind of been using like the enemy models for the AI, even though the, the crew members have been pretty much mostly all modeled out and textured, but uh I do like the enemy type. So I've done like the the basic uh pirate skellies is what I've been calling them, like with the hats and different bandana colors. Uh so like the most recent one, which I put a screenshot in like the link I sent you guys has like the coat. There's gonna be different ones with different gear. So they're gonna look all different, like or most you know, enough variations that like feel fresh most of the time. Uh I recently did like one of the magma scaling since a part of the game is that like there's uh gems that all have element powers, but uh, there's like some enemy skeletons that end up finding those fire gems and then they're turned into like a weird like magma-looking fire skeleton thing.
0: So I did oh, that. Okay. One. Yeah. interesting.
1: Did... Yeah, I put a screenshot of it in the link I sent to you guys and that one's pretty much like a uh, pretty simple model, but it's just like a lot of emissives and like kind of using uh, like a height map uh, to create the illusion of the cracks and all that um and then the other one i did before that was the first boss battle which is supposed to be um like this scorpion skeleton looking thing um and like i've also designed like the ui like the health bar for that
0: Um, so for for everyone listening what what is the game you're working on what's it called what's it about i know we're all familiar with it but like what would be your selling pitch if, um, you yeah, know, if you're describe the game to some, you know, random individual, you know, say you're at one of those, um, events showing off your game, like you mentioned, um, with the project you yeah. were working on with the individual from Iowa, like it, what, what would your you pitch giving, be for the game?
1: Yeah. Give me an elevator pitch. <laughs> so yeah. this project, so <laughs> this project, I kind of, uh, actually got brought into by some, uh, some guys who messaged me from, I think it's called stylized substance. Let me see, actually, cause I still have it. Stylized Stations World of Artcraft, so it's like a huge Discord I was on, and I posted my portfolio there, and like these people invited me, and so the project is called Pirates and Plunder, uh, which the funny thing is when we were coming up with the name, we were just spitballing into a thread, and I said Pirates and Plunder, but I put Pirates apostrophe and apostrophe Plunder, like trying to be cute with it, and then (laughs) and then I got no I got no likes, and then down the thread somebody else put uh how about pirates and plunder and they spelled out and and like that one got like the most reactions and i was like like, that's dirty because like i'm trying to be creative because i yeah you know like i just thought it's going to be more unique this way you know but whatever i mean i'm still happy with the name because i like i just liked how it sounded um but i got brought into it like i think a year after they had been already developing it or maybe half a year i think um and uh, so it's like a pirate game. I would say it's like Sea of Thieves. I am not too informed on like Sea of Thieves. I'm pretty sure. Is it only first person? Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, for the most okay, part, unless so... you're like playing your banjo or something that goes into third yeah. person. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Like, emo- emoting is like
0: a yeah. third
3: person.
1: That's what I kind of figured. So like this game, I would say is like Sea of Thieves, except it's in third person. So you can see your character, which kind of to me makes cosmetics and stuff actually more intrinsically valuable. Yes. Because um, yeah. you can see them right um mm-hmm. and so like that's uh it's it's pretty much like uh, sea of thieves but there's a lot more like ties to magic like uh, the enemies also being like uh infused with this magic so kind of like gotten War three where like there's different enemies like that are the ice and there's some that are the fire ones and you have to use different attacks so i, so I think i have of-
0: one of those uh sorry to cut you off <laughs> no, you're good you're but good i, I don't it was your thought either uh i think i got one of these uh these fire villains pulled up on the screen here for anyone that's watching right now. Um, I believe this is the one that you dropped in, into the Sandlot discord. It looks like we've got like a yeah. s- skelly. He's kind of like lava built.
1: Yep. Yeah, that was the most recent like character one I've done. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, so does this, really good. does this guy have a name yet?
1: No, <laughs> we haven't named him yet. Honestly, I feel like that's the last thing that gets, or like not the last thing because it's not purposely done, but like you'll make shit and like someone will be like, What's it called? I don't know. Like yeah, like you haven't <laughs> thought about that part of it.
3: You uh, put a placeholder nice name in until like the final product, they'll be like, Yeah, exactly.
2: If if you, you, you just put
0: If you need a name, I mean I heard Captain Smalls is pretty solid, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Captain Smalls. <laughs> that was his uh Captain that Smalls. Was, Fire. That was his name before he became infused. Cause he obviously <laughs> had to be as, he was a skelly before that. He, if he was a skelly, he was a pirate before that. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, I so fair, that makes sense. Fair that,
0: enough. Fair enough. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> Captain,
1: Captain Small's Easter egg confirmed, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that one was like the most recent character. I've done like some environmental assets too, because like, we don't really have an environmental person we basically, that's like the one thing we'll all kind of do as like a, just for fun and to like practice something. We'll be like, all right. Well, what do we need for like the level? Because the level looks pretty apparent, So I made some fish one time on there. I made the the fire crystal, and then I also had to chop it up, which was like a pain in the butt. Because like after I sculpted it, I uh retopped it. I like basically had to like chop it up and blender. And I can't forget. I can't remember what the function was. Because there's this guy that like works with us. That's like the Russian guy who like he was he was helping me rig. Because that was a big learning for me. It was to, like learn to rig paint weights again for these guys because i've done that for all the characters so far that i've done and this russian guy would just like laugh at me and like i, I could tell he was like frustrated because he had already had he had done this a couple times now because he did he was the one who like rigged and animated the ai characters yeah and and i'm just like dude but it would be funny because i'd be like what time is over there and it was like 2 p.m for him i think or something and it was like early for me and I would like hop on and eventually he'd be like hey man it's like 8pm over here now like because <laughs> we'd be working on like stuff and he would have to get off and um, yeah I forgot the question but <laughs> 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 I felt like I had to tell that real quick
0: yeah, uh, oh, sell, I guess
1: a selling pitch yeah I mean we're just like it's just more of like a like a spell casting like RPG prior game with different guns it's, it's, it's just like a, I think there's not a huge influx of games in the pirate genre. I think it's just something a little bit different from Sea of Thieves. I've tried to play yeah. Sea of Thieves. It's, it's, it's fun. I'm not mocking the game, but it's just a little bit different. Like I said, I, I kind of like the third-person feel of the game. Um, it feels a little bit slower, you know, mechanically as far well as like running and stuff. I'm not, not, not huge. Slow. I don't feel like I'm kind of everywhere like I do in some of first-person RPGs. It's um, kind of like more of a methodical feel to it. Yeah, yeah, especially with the AI. Again, I don't know how Sea of Thieves operates. I don't know if there's AI like characters in it, but like that's a big part of our game too. It's just like having your ship, and uh, I, I mean, it's it's kind of just for us a little bit more. It's just a different different take on it.
0: different vibe. Yeah, We,
1: yeah, yeah. we haven't
3: we haven't played Sea of Thieves in a, a minute now, but. We we grinded it pretty hard for a solid while, and like for the most part, like the enemy AI are like literally all skeletons. Yeah, and they're not like the most uh, you know in-depth AI enemies. Like most of them yeah. just have like a sword that they, they swing at you with, <laughs> and then like they have like a pistol or like a blunderbuss that they shoot at you every now and then. And uh, when the game first came out, too, they had, like, boss, like, skeleton bosses and everything, and they had, like, a couple mechanics, but for the most part, it was, it was all, like, a pretty simple game. I think the point of that game was just, like, to play with friends and just, like, sail the sea and, like, get treasure. Yeah. and
1: all that stuff. I mean, and that's, like, what everybody kind of wants from a pirate experience. I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. Our game, our game is not, like, we're planning on it eventually being online, but, like, that's something that, like, on a smaller scale we haven't been able to think about, like, Or kind of, we've thought about it, but we haven't attacked it yet. You know, that's like one of those things. Like we would want to handle it after, like the game is like published and we've got a little bit of money, like coming in that can help us. You know, do that because that's something a little bit more long term. Like we see, like these big studios struggle with having like good servers and like or like desync and stuff like that. We don't want, we don't want to like be too ambitious. I feel like in some ways, that's always a symptom of like actually finding people that are passionate about the industry and the project that you're working on. Cause everybody wants to be like, Oh, what if we did this? But you know, we <laughs> have to kind of like, we have to like get our demo and like, be very simple with a lot of it first. And then, you know, once we get, we can always build upon it.
3: Yeah. How, how's the old saying go? Like too many chefs in the kitchen, but like with your ideas.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. People steer different yeah. ways
2: pretty easy to overscope in game development. Yeah, I
1: mean, and not for, like, bad reasons, but, like, just wanting to do so many things at the same time that you, like, end up doing none of it. And people drop out of the project, because, again, like, they want to see this result in, like, uh, you know, a year or two, and it's, like, it's just not realistic a lot of times. Unless you're EA... Unless you're EA or, you know, Activision, some studios that are just, like, have have people behind them and have been doing it for a while.
0: So do you guys have like a, a roadmap or a timetable as to when you want to like start like beta testing or something like that?
1: Yeah. We've wanted to like, we, we were kind of aiming, I think towards like this summer, it might be a little bit after the summer now. Um,
0: like, I feel like, like the, right like right the, now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, wow, we already, okay. Yeah. It's been pushed quite a bit. We wanted it like in the, like uh, originally like spring, it got pushed like summer. I think hopefully the thought like the ideas there's I can tell you the parts that are pretty much like fully developed. Like the, the first island that you start on is pretty much like completed. They're building like the the level as far as like the magma skellies. You kind of run into them in like a cave because they're gonna be emissive, like they're gonna have these lights. So they the idea is they're gonna look a lot menacing and like dark lit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh the boss battle was uh, kind of a headache because it's like a scorpion thing. So the animating process takes a bit and then, you know, just like that, that whole aspect of it too. So like I said, it's be- it's become something I've pushed a little bit more and more. I think the pandemic has affected that a lot. People have had to like, oh, yeah. take second jobs and do stuff. Like I said, I mean, I know at least here in Vegas, like things have been raised outrageously where like people, you can't find many things that are like cheaper than, from like 2,000 out here for an apartment. And that's like, well, that. that's low end in a lot of places, but like for what people are making here or we're making, it's just, it hasn't caught up. Um, so I imagine the problem is pretty much everywhere else. Um, it definitely so, is. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of like, we've kind of lost a little bit of momentum, but we definitely know what needs to be still completed to like get the demo out. I have a build of the game that's like pretty far along. We, we still get like funky like little glitches where people like characters move i know that that was recently fixed with the ai because so there was like weird collision errors and i tried to ask for a build of the game to kind of get to you guys today to kind of show off but i couldn't do that i
0: don't uh, know dude was- hey wh- whenever you whenever you got something like that ready you let me know i'll be all yeah. over that um yeah <laughs> so we'll definitely like
1: uh like sh- stream it or show like What what we have. I just don't want to show something that's a little bit like further from where I think we want to present it.
0: Hey man, absolutely. Uh, Take take your time. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited now, but take your time. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: I I tell people like the social medias and stuff to follow for that though. Um, Like if they want to see like the updates for it too, we have a Twitter and Instagram. Um, So that's you know that's stuff that they can check through too.
0: So I I kind of
1: try to give a little bit sneak peek when I can to the people though.
0: Yeah. (laughs) so for those who, that want to support pirates and plunder is that what they search on twitter instagram youtube um so uh
1: I would say the best way is to follow like the uh, the studio Twitter, and Instagram, so we do post about pirates and plunder on there they could they could also go to the website, um, but it's the website's basically sygo Studios, and that's the same handle for Instagram and Twitter, so saigo being s y g o and then Studios S T U D O. I'm not sure if there's an S at the end or uh actually. I haven't really uh followed like seen the name recently. But I let me see. I'll fact check this right now.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah, vet it real quick. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cause that that I mean you'll find it regardless I think with the S or not. Yeah, so there's an S at the end of it. Right. So uh, they could Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so they could follow the Twitter or like the Instagram. Um, and we have, like, uh, I think the, the like, our first kind of, like, look at it, like, our first little trailer that we put together for Pitchy Game. It's not, like, super clean edit. We don't have an editor for this trailer. <laughs> but um, they can kind of see what it looks like and just see, like, the general movements and what the idea is.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at your Twitter right now. Damn.
1: Yeah, so that's, and, and that's not the, the actual island. That was kind of like a, a test island we have like an actual bigger island um, let me see if i can oh, actually okay. steal a screen let me let me see if i could still screenshot with well,
0: well thank god we have is i already spelled it wrong <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so are you uh are you planning on releasing
1: this on steam i'm guessing yeah that would be the first place i think right. it's kind of the most accessible and like I think that's the best idea. I mean, I don't even know how you, we would go about it for, like, consoles. I remember when I had, like, an Xbox 360, you could play people's, like, published games pretty easily. I don't know what the process was back then. That was when I was yeah. in high school. Now I imagine if you want to get it on a console, it's probably a little bit more difficult. I'm not sure, though. You're Maybe
2: not. a publisher for it, I'm assuming. Is there yeah. It's, it's a Cause lot of headache
3: if you're trying to there, put it on console nowadays. There's yeah. been talks in the
2: past saying, too, that, like, I guess trying to put your game on consoles kind of like gate blocked that you kind of need someone to actually get it there for you.
1: Yeah, honestly, I wish that like with this stuff it was more intuitive. Like Spotify has allowed people to do with music and like podcasts and all that. You know, like if there was a way where like you have like a like preset publishers from like different uh, services that could publish for you on somewhere where because I think even on Steam I'm sure there's certain things you can't do. You know.
0: Are you familiar right. with uh GOG by any chance? has brought it up um and said they were well received by the indie indie scene, I guess.
1: No, oh. what's that?
2: Oh, the- GOG and uh Humble games are pretty much pretty well used.
1: Are those publishers? I'm uh, I'm not familiar. I've
2: heard of GOG before. before,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah, you Geo. can put your games on there, but what you can do though is uh so if you put your game on Steam. You can sell your keys elsewhere without Steam taking the profits on another store platform. Yeah. (laughs) Like those platforms. So you would pretty much recoup like 100% of the proceeds.
1: Damn, that sounds pretty legit. What was the second one you called?
2: Or G-O-G. Good
0: old games is what Delza said it stands for.
1: Good old games. So it's not G. It's G E O G.
2: G-O-G.
0: Yeah, it says both the publisher and good old games revival group, he says.
1: Gotcha. I'm going to have to check it out. That sounds pretty interesting. Especially for like, if you want to do like a like an independent project with you know, just yourself like that guy did for seven years. That seems like a good way to go about it. People like that. I'm going to have to check it out.
2: Yeah, you got to make good use out of uh, Steam keys because you can do a lot of stuff with those as being a developer you can put on a lot of stuff. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
1: I've, I feel yeah. like that's all stuff I need to ask our community manager about too just because he's worked like a couple different like people that have probably used Steam keys, like Steam
2: yeah. yeah Humble Bundle and GOG are pretty much known good ones the main Humble Bundle, platform. that's the other
1: one you said I was trying to get that one too I was like and then we started on GOG <laughs> um, they're
2: kind of similar to GOG they're like a publisher and a store platform
1: Oh, I think I've yeah, seen yeah. actually like their like store aspect of it. Because uh, someone tried to like on stream, someone told me I should check out these. like I guess they're the games made by the same people who made Until Dawn. They had like a couple games that he like told me I could get for cheap on Humble Bundle. Oh, yeah.
2: Humble it's, Bundle sells their yeah. games and bundles and you can get like really good deals. Like a while back, yes. I got the entire Telltale's Walking Dead series. You told me, I
1: think. I don't know if you told me on stream. It I think said, been me. Yeah, yeah, now that I think about it, I'm like, I think you said the same thing. <laughs> I dropped you guys an image of, like, kind of, like, one of the areas on the island. So you can kind of see it's a lot more populated and buildings and stuff now. They've done a good job of, like, filling it out with more, um, like, grass and different stuff, too. Uh, yeah, it looks,
3: looks nice cool, so uh, far. I like, a, cool. I like the aesthetic a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, like... I kind of had a, not a hard time, but at first I kind of kept pushing it being a little bit too realism. Uh, like, if you look at the other stuff I put in there, like, like I do kind of like stylized stuff, but I was a little bit more on the realism, so I kind of had to deal with the style, too. Yeah, but, um, I mainly
2: uh, look on them for the game development bundles, because you can get a lot of software for, like, Unity and Unreal.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, cool. I didn't know they had software, too. That makes it even more interesting to me because software. That's like one thing that I like. I, it's crazy how much money I feel like I spend on everything else, considering that I have to spend on software too.
2: <laughs> I buy a lot of. I used to buy a lot of software, and then I never end up using any of it.
1: Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I should check my credit card just to see what stuff I don't use anymore that I'm still to charge for. <laughs> now that you say that, yeah.
0: Um. So, any anyone that's watching. On uh, the podcast live or on video right now i do have a, a picture up of that video or that image you dropped us so like you're saying it, it it does seem like it has you know similar sea of thieves vibes were there any other like pirate influences that have gone into your like level and modeling design in the game
1: uh i don't think so honestly i i i would say that a lot of it's just been kind of like based on that sea of thieves aesthetic and kind of like most stylized games now where it's a lot more simplified shapes um, and textures. I think the enemies are kind of the more... uh, Because one thing about it was, like, the Sea of Thieves skeletons, I think I wanted something that looks still kind of scary, even though it's stylized. The Sea of Thieves ones are a little bit less anatomically, like, uh, you know, they're a little bit more exaggerated. Mm -hmm. I think we kind of still tried, like, to keep it to a level of, like, a little bit more... Just normal anatomy and stuff, although they still have exaggerated features. But um, I, I wouldn't realism. Yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't say that there's like a direct uh, inspiration, but I think we took inspiration from every few as far as like just like Warcraft and that, every, everything that's kind of come before and after that, like just stylized and just kind of made it our own.
0: Oh yeah man so when
3: you uh when you first came onto to this project what was uh what was like one of the biggest obstacles you had to overcome or like what was like the biggest learning
1: curve that you had to go through so the rigging and animating the rigging and animating for sure was like the biggest one i would say um the other one was kind of uh i would say dealing with a group of people that have their own ideas and opinions too of like a, how they wanna go with it. Uh just because not that it's bad, but when everybody has like a different idea and you're like the one who's doing the design, you now kinda become like this thing that they're channeling their ideas through. So people will like you'll feel like almost like obligated to provide that example. Uh and I think you a lot of times you should because you you don't know if you'll like it better than what you've kind of designed. Especially yeah. when, like, you can't picture it in your head. If you could, maybe that's what you would have went with first. But when you put it on, on like a paper, or uh like if you sketch it out, or if you decide to, like, you know, kind of start sculpting it out in ZBrush or something to see what it looks like, I think that's that's key to being open to to doing it. And sometimes that means that you have to try a couple people's different suggestions, but. It, the the results always going to be better than if you just get satisfied satisfied right away. Every time I've had to like rechange what I how I interpreted the concept art because a lot of the stuff uh, I went just off of somebody's concept art. Um, a lot of times I end up having to change it and because it's like how I interpret it isn't exactly how they put it on paper.
0: Or, so basically, you basically know, have to be a
1: mind <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you kind of like you, you kind of have to interpret it, but like also you could pitch your ideas and stuff, but you still want to be kind of accurate. to like what people are putting, and then there's other times when you have to kind of recognize that you have to take like a little bit of a a Liberty. So it's kind of riding that line of knowing when something you kind of make your own or interpret or like if there's something that you kind of have to try to be more accurate or ask for more reference.
0: Awesome, man. Um, so as an independent developer, I'm assuming there are some indie games that you enjoy yourself. Do you have like a, a handful of them that, that you like or do you have a favorite independent game?
1: I have a handful. Uh, I don't really have like uh an extensive knowledge on a bunch of the probably more low key ones that people uh like. But uh I like just kind of dumb ones sometimes. Like I like gang beasts. I think the whole game is so yeah. fun. Like I don't think like ragdolly ragdoll effect will never not be funny. Like that's it's always so <laughs> great. I love it. So, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like so funny that it's like it's like that game uh, that you played on the keyboard, 40 or whatever, and it was like and maybe it was, wasn't 40 but you had like A S D W and you had to use them in like really weird ways to run. It's like the marathon game. Do you guys know what
3: it's Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So oh, like that, God, where
3: like so
1: funny. <laughs> where like every button is a limb. I think that's pretty like super funny. I like Cuphead just because of the um, the art and aesthetic. I haven't finished it yet. It's one of those games that I'm like bouncing back and forth between because there's so many games on the, on the back shelf. That's one of the games I've been playing. Uh, I originally got it to play with my girlfriend, but she said it was too hard.
0: So <laughs> I, just, <laughs> How I just a lot just, of
1: people were yeah. when it first came out. Yeah, the yeah, when I
0: first booted it up, uh, Fish's brother and I went to go play it, and uh, we we were like what the fuck it took took us 30 minutes to get past the first level (laughs) like we were not expecting this
1: where did this come from it took me a while to beat the first level too i think because the art and aesthetic is so cute so you're like oh this is like one of those like turn your brain off and play games
3: right yeah it it is definitely not style that it has Then it smacks you in the face with how difficult it is
1: (laughs) yeah you're like sweating and enjoying it like just from like trying to play the game i really like that game um and then another game that i i think is pretty fun that's like indie again is another kind of like for me turn my brain off and just laugh is a need hog i don't know if you guys have played that game
0: i have not played that one what's that one about but you're like
1: okay the first one is a little bit more simplified aesthetically like it's almost like stick people art. (laughs) but basically it's like you and you have a sword and the other person has a sword, and they're just, like, stick people. It's almost like a Flash oh, game. Yes.
2: It's,
1: almost like a, it, it's almost like a Flash game, but it's so hard because, like, you can crouch also. So, like, you have to, like, bob and weave, and, like, the other guy, if he sticks you, you're, like, pretty much dead. But you can also, like, go the other direction and just run, and the guy could, like, throw his sword at you, and so then he he's disarmed. It's just, like, simple, but it's... I can't yeah, do justice explaining.
3: It's like a, it's like a one v one sparring yeah. game, and like the objective is to like get to the other person's like side of the screen or like yeah. their side of the map, and like hmm. you have to like go through like multiple uh like slides, I guess, or like multiple scenes, just like to, yeah. to win and everything. The mm-hmm. combat is like, so fun. It's, there's just so many hilarious moments. The first place is so fast paced. Yeah, it is.
0: The first place <laughs> my you, brain like, oh, sorry. No, you're
3: good, you're good.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say oh the God. first the first place my brain went was uh do you remember that uh it was like Stickman Deathmatch on Addicting Games? You guys ever <laughs> oh play that? that's the first place my brain went when you started describing that game.
1: <laughs> that's what it feels like. It feels like a game from it feels like a game from that era, honestly. And that's why I think I like it. And then the second one, I think, visually made some upgrades, but I didn't really play that one too much. But I just like the whole idea that it's just a simple game that people could, like, have fun playing. Yeah. Uh, just like those, like you said, the Flash games, the games for predicting games or new grounds.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, one of the other ones you mentioned, Cuphead, we talked at length about last week when we did our first episode of Hidden Gems. Um, and then I know Gang Beasts, there's another game coming out that, if you really enjoyed that, it might be your vibe. It's called, I think, Animal Party. I think that's supposed to be coming out relatively soon, right? It's basically I might have like, heard of
1: that before.
0: Yeah, it's like I, from what my, I was getting from is basically like Super Smash Bros., but like animals that are kind of like like clumsy, like, derpy like fighting. yeah, derpy fighting. Yeah, exactly.
1: That sounds a little funny. I want to play
3: that. <laughs> didn't they? Uh, didn't they show that at last year's like Summer Games Fest? Not not this one most recent one but the one before that
0: yeah they did so i was actually kind of surprised we didn't see anything for it at, at this showcase
3: yeah i don't know when that's supposed to release actually
0: time will tell
1: time will tell for sure will time tell?
0: maybe uh, really? I sometimes
1: <laughs> uh, i'm gonna look up the trailer for that game after we get off of this <laughs> Just yeah, cause it looks it, like,
0: it looks like a good time, man, especially if you're uh, a fan of Game Beast. Game Beast is a game I have yet to try, actually.
1: I think wow. you'll love it once you figure it out. It takes a little bit because you're like, how do I climb? And then hey, do the like,
3: controls are so weird in that game. <laughs> <laughs> I think <it's> on, uh, <laughs>
2: game Pass? Game Pass? I think a while ago.
0: That'd be butter.
3: Yeah, yeah Game Beast we're... is still on Game Pass, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, funny, we, about... Me and my friends, we played it not too long ago. You'd probably like streaming it
1: too, just because it's it's, it's a whole f- fun time. It's just Puffalo. a fun Friday night drinking
3: game to play with the yeah.
2: boys. Yeah,
0: what? Well, um, hey, uh, depending on what you're getting into after the podcast, we do like to do community game nights uh, following the podcast. Depending on what you're what you're up to.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've got anything going on. What time did you guys think?
0: Uh, I think we'll probably close it up in the next ten minutes here, but. We do have a game for you to play—a little trivia game that we'll uh, continue okay. to implement <laughs> as we go on here. It's okay. just a, just a one question, a multiple choice answer for you here. So we're calling it "Finding okay. the Gem." All right, you gotta find okay. the right answer. Going going in line with the name "Hidden oh. Gems." <laughs> I, I like it. I'm not going to
1: be good clever. at this game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you get it. And I, I don't know if we told you the answer to this one or not, but if not, feel free to answer as well. We can track your guys' scores.
2: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> um. So here it is. What game names you, the main character, douchebag, throughout the entire game? Is it A, Duke Nukem, B, South Park Stick of Truth, C, borderlands 3 dlc moxie's heist of the handsome jackpot or Jesus. d <laughs> or, or d destroy all humans
1: man i could see it in any of those games i right? honestly i played destroy <laughs> i did destroy all humans but not fun a uh, long time the south park game is it the stick of truth i'm assuming yeah yeah um I haven't played that game, but I, I almost thought of, I thought of South Park before you even said that, so I'm kind of leaning towards that. Uh, but I'm going to say Duke Nukem.
0: Here you go, Duke <laughs> Nukem. All right, uh, Undead, which one are you going with? I
2: think it's South Park, but it's been a while since I played any of those games.
0: I you, played the second
3: South Park. It's so good. I played <laughs>
0: I played them both. I think I got you hip to it, didn't I, Fish?
3: Probably, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sounds right.
0: <laughs> All right, Undead, you, you locking in answer number B?
2: Yeah, I'm going with South Park.
0: It is indeed South Park. Darn it. So uh <laughs> Undead one, Enra, yeah. sorry buddy. Oh for one want we'll to get you back on and to get you back to five hundred.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to the bottom it. of the pit, I guess. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey man. Damn.
1: Is that game good? The South Park game?
0: Oh, it's it's uh, amazing. It's literally like you're playing in an episode.
2: Yeah, it's like, yeah, it pretty much is. It goes really well with connected to show. Like, I'm
0: gonna check it out. I will the say
1: first
3: one based off of uh like Lord of the Rings. Like they're just basically making fun of Lord of the Rings and everything. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. And the like second one was more of Marvel, like with superheroes and
0: stuff. Right.
3: I think
2: their uh, best episodes though have to be uh, Black Friday, where they make fun of Game of Thrones.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good one. I gotta watch that one again.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i missed south park i haven't watched it in forever
0: so good yeah but, but uh before we wrap it up here um one more time you want to go ahead and just drop your your social media plugs um the ga- yeah. game yeah name of the game wherever we can find your content go ahead and uh let it rip
1: yeah let me because you've already seen how much of a nightmare it is to like write and pronounce my name uh i'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna drop a graphic in there, actually, for you. Um, and then you can put it on screen, and I'll say it anyways, if that's cool with you.
0: Hey, that sounds good with me, man. Cool.
1: Let me visit that link again. Uh, but I will say, I'll spell it out anyways while I do that. Um, so my easiest one, probably, is my Twitter, which is where I tweet when I'm going to stream and everything. I uh, go by art underscore of underscore Anenra. And then uh, my Instagram is artistic Anenra. So artistic, the adjective, and then Anenra, E-N-E-N-R-A. I'm actually just going to send it through Discord because I can't find it right now. And that's uh, one of my weaknesses is file management. So, and then my Twitch is... uh, the artistic and interest. That's so the same thing as my Instagram, but D in front. And I'm going to drop a graphic real quick so that you have that. But, um, I don't know how I can stall real quick.
0: Oh, you're good, bro. Uh,
1: I can't find where I dropped the link to you. Was it in our personal chat? Was it a, uh, was it in the mutual with everybody?
0: It might be in the mutual, but either way, what we can do is we'll just go ahead and drop that in, into the Sandlot discord and say, you know, yeah. this is this is where you can find an NRA. I also dropped your Twitter in the chat, um, and I will drop your Twitch and Twitter here in a second. Um, cool. And I actually
1: uh, just got the file, too. Sorry, dude.
0: Oh, but, no, uh, worries, man, yeah, no worries,
1: man. No worries. That would be cool, just dropping it uh, there, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, here you go. I'm sending, hopefully, today. Yeah, I just put it together real quick. Um, that just kind of has everything written out, because okay. I can imagine people are like hearing me say every letter in the alphabet <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah but thanks for, thanks for the invite man i i had a lot of fun talking to you guys about a bunch of random stuff but uh i have some game recommendations to go off now so i'm excited
0: yeah man we yeah. we really appreciate having you on and it's always insightful you know talking with people in in the game industry um you know, I, I can only gather so much from Undead because he's not the most talkative guy. Sometimes, so <laughs>
3: <laughs> we're just
2: mad because I make you feel sad about the love. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I mean, he ain't, he ain't lying. <laughs> well, real quick, real quick, I
1: got to shout him out too because uh, I I got invited to a bunch of stuff through him, uh, and the reason that was because I decided to stream and I didn't want to stream one day. And he just dropped by and kinda of plugged me with everybody, uh, more people to meet and talk to. So it's always cool to talk to people that like you can collaborate and just kinda of laugh and talk to them about different games. So I gotta thank him too.
0: Yeah, I guess Undead's a solid dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's all right.
1: He's all right. <laughs> He's all right, guy.
0: Decently decent. <laughs>
1: well what thank you guys. Light. I appreciate
0: it. Oh yeah. Well, uh, I think that'll do it for episode two of Hidden Gems. Thank you again. I have all of your plugs right on the screen here if you're watching the video version or watching it live with us now and we will additionally post those in Discord. Uh, But all right, happy episode two, guys.
1: Cheers, everyone.